Hello everyone. You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast. We provide reliable exosome-related services and products to clients around the world. Our services cover all aspects of exosome isolation and purification, identification, antibody, and engineering. Dear friends in the audience, welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. I'm Connie, and we're excited to be joined by our old friend Dr. Hofstadter. Today, we'll explore more interesting knowledge together. Let's welcome Dr. Hofstadter with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Hofstadter? Good evening, every dear friend in the audience. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation, dear Connie. I'm very glad to be here. So, in a previous episode, we summarized key information on tetraspanins involved in angiogenesis and hemostasis. And we knew angiogenesis is tightly controlled by maintaining the proper balance between proangiogenic and antiangiogenic factors. Most antiangiogenic drugs used for cancer or vascular proliferation block vascular endothelial growth factor signaling. Morphogenetic features of tetraspanins are frequently associated with angiogenesis induction. There is ample evidence that CD151 and CD9 are important in angiogenesis induction. Tetraspanin span 8 is a strong inducer of angiogenesis, and its contribution to angiogenesis can be mediated by exosomes. We also discussed that CD151, CD9, span 32, and CD63 have important functions for thrombosis and coagulation. Today, Dr. Hofstadter will lead us to learn the important role of tetraspanins in exosomes in the process of tumor metastasis. So, where do we start, Dr. Hofstadter? Okay. Just in case, let's start with the meaning of tumor metastasis. Tumor metastasis, as you know, refers to the process in which malignant tumor cells continue to grow, from the primary site to other sites through lymphatics, blood vessels, or body cavities. The result of the cascade of events that primary tumor cells undergo by altering their phenotype and through their crosstalk with the tumor environment is tumor metastasis formation. Could you share the processes involved in tumor metastasis? Absolutely. In epithelial tumors, for example, the metastatic cascade may be initiated by a process called epithelial mesenchymal transition of cancer stem cells or cancer-initiating cells. The isolated tumor cells then undergo multiple procedures of migration, intravasation, extravasation, sedimentation, and growth of distant organs. What are the molecules involved in the progression of tumor metastasis? Are tetraspanins included? Yeah. Molecules involved in tumor progression are cell-cell and cell-matrix adhesion molecules matrix-degrading enzymes, and their inhibitors. In addition, chemokines released from the degraded stroma, and chemokine receptors expressed by metastatic tumor cells also play important roles. So far, I think two tetraspanins, CD151 and span 8, have been known to promote metastasis. Then what is the mechanism by which tetraspanins contribute to metastasis formation? Well. 
Tetraspanins contribute to the metastatic cascade by participating in cell motility, because of their association with integrins. I mean, not only that but their association with peptidases and matrix metalloproteinases. Or invasive regulation by regulating matrix metalloproteinase transcription and secretion. As far as I know, the first evidence for CD151 as a metastasis-promoting molecule is the inhibition of metastasis of human epidermoid carcinoma lines in a chick embryo model by anti-CD151 antibodies. This antibody inhibits cell migration, but not cell adhesion or growth. What do you think is the cause of CD151-promoted migratory movement of metastatic tumor cells? Well, the main reason I think, is its association with the laminin-binding integrins alpha-3-beta-1, alpha-6-beta-1, and alpha-6-beta-4. You know, association with CD151 is important, for the correct localization of laminin-332 bound integrins, during tumor cell-stromal cell interactions. Impaired motility, abnormally persistent adhesive contacts, and impaired integrin alpha-3-beta-1 internalization have been found in CD-151 knockdown cancer lines. So the importance of CD-151 for integrin trafficking was further confirmed. Expression of CD-151 molecules with sorting motif mutations in the C-terminal domain significantly attenuates endocytosis of CD151-associated integrins alpha-3-beta-1, alpha-5-beta-1, and A6-beta-1. So I believe it's not difficult to conclude that CD151 plays a key role in integrin recycling as a mechanism regulating tumor cell migration. I understand, but how did the researchers demonstrate the effect of CD151 on tumor cell migration? Well, the researchers confirmed this effect using quantitative in vivo assays and in vivo imaging using the chicken chorioallantoic membrane model. CD151-specific antibodies inhibited matrix-supported migration but did not affect extravasation. Migration suppression is due to back-end separation failure. Since the migration of CD151 knockout cells is unaffected, when CD151 is present, it may recruit partner molecules that control death adhesion. But in the presence of CD151 antibodies, you know, this process was inhibited. There is also an association between high CD151 expression and poor prognosis in many cancers. Could you please explain the molecular mechanism or signaling pathway by which CD151 promotes cancer cell migration? Sure. To summarize first, CD151 promotes cell migration by binding to integrins and matrix metalloproteinases, stimulating matrix metalloproteinase production, and inducing integrin and matrix metalloproteinase internalization and relocation. In detail, first, CD151 promotes the extracellular activation of matrix metalloproteinases, which leads to the activation of matrix metalloproteinase 7. Second, CD151 positively affects matrix metalloproteinase 9 expression by activating various kinases or signaling molecules. Signaling is initiated by the CD151-associated integrins alpha-3-beta-1 or alpha-6-beta-1 and is stimulated by CD151 cognate interactions. Finally, 
decreased expression of matrix metalloproteinase 2, matrix metalloproteinase 7, and matrix metalloproteinase 9 in CD151 knockdown cancer cell lines. Confirm the involvement of CD151 in matrix metalloproteinase expression, complex formation, and colocalization at the leading edge of lamellopodia. CD151 also directly interacts with matrix metalloproteinase 14, the basal protease for matrix proteolysis. In addition to degrading several components of the extracellular matrix, matrix metalloproteinase 14 is a central activator of matrix metalloproteinase 2. I know the evidence that, after it is recruited to the tetraspanin-enriched membrane microdomain, Matrix metalloproteinase 14 is again recruited to the vicinity of CD151-associated laminin-binding integrins. So I think it is critical for focusing on matrix degradation. I see. I also heard that SPAN8 overexpression is mainly associated with metastasis in gastrointestinal tumors as well as in melanoma. Several reports on the molecular mechanism by which SPAN8 promotes metastasis have proposed a mechanism similar to that described for CD151. So, anything worth knowing about SPAN8 related mechanisms? Yeah, there is, indeed. SPAN8 promoted tumor cell motility involves its association with alpha 6 beta 4. You know, SPAN8 binds to alpha 6 beta 4. Only under stress conditions, when hemidesmosomes dissolve and alpha-6-beta-4 is recruited to the tetraspanin-enriched membrane microdomain. This association is accompanied by the internalization of the span-8-alpha-6-beta-4 complex. So, this complex is either rapidly recycled or integrated into multivesicular bodies and released in exosomes. Several integrins continue to be internalized into the endosomal compartment and rapidly cycle back to the cell surface via a short cycle mechanism. I think this likely explains the locomotor promoting activity of TSPAN8. This reminds me that the function of TSPAN8 to promote platelet activation, we mentioned last Saturday. Is this related to tumor metastasis? Yeah, you know there is evidence that. SPAN-8 expressing tumors interact with platelets. This can provide tumor cells with a barrier that supports survival in the harsh environment encountered during metastatic spread. As we discussed previously, tetraspanin-enriched membrane microdomain localized tetraspanin complexes are recovered in exosomes, with all components functionally active. Tetraspanin binding is critical for target cell selection. Binding to tetraspanin's enhanced matrix binding of exosomal integrins was also demonstrated. So, is the role of exosomes in cancer cell metastasis closely related to the various tetraspanins mentioned above? As far as I know, the collagenolytic and laminin-degrading activities of exosomes have indeed been shown to promote angiogenesis and metastasis. But the evidence for the exosomal association of CD151 and SPAN8 with matrix metalloproteinase 14 is currently unclear. However, two proteases in exosomes from a metastatic rat pancreatic tumor line were of interest to the researchers. So, arguably, exosomes degrade several matrix proteins, including collagen 4 and laminin. 
How are exosomal tetraspanins involved in pre-metastatic niche formation? You know, it has long been assumed that a given tumor type will seed selected organs. The description of the pre-transfer niche reinforces the seed and soil hypothesis. It suggests that the tumor prepares a defined organ for metastatic cell settling before its arrival. The major contributors to premetastatic niche preparation are now known to be chemokines, chemokine receptors, adhesion molecules, and proteases. Tumor-derived exosomes, I mean, rather than single molecules, may play an important role in premetastatic niche preparation. In addition, premetastatic niche preparation by tumor-derived exosomes is carried out by exosomes that directly affect the matrix components in premetastatic organs. These exosomes also contribute to the preparation of niches in premetastatic organs by forcing hematopoietic progenitor cells out of bone marrow. Can you explain in detail the role of secreted for transmembrane proteins in pretransfer niche preparation? Sure. It has been demonstrated that tumor cell-derived exosomes can reach premetastatic organs. Such exosomes contain tetraspanin integrin complexes that may be tetraspanin-enriched membrane microdomain localized. So I think it is associated with selectivity for target cell binding. Part of the exosomal CD9 integrin complexes preferentially targets myeloid cells, while another part of the complexes targets lymph node stromal cells. In numerous models, tumors metastasized to the lung, as did lung fibroblasts. Considering the regulatory effect of tumor exosomes on target cells, the changes in premetastatic stromal cells were mainly due to the transfer of microRNAs rather than the transfer of proteins or messenger RNAs. However, we can't rule out the contribution of tetraspanins to the recruitment of microRNAs into endosomes or multivesicular bodies. In conclusion, the metastatic tetraspanins CD151 and SPAN8 are abundant in tumor exosomes. Aggregation of integrins at the tetraspanin-enriched membrane microdomain enhanced the adhesion of exosomes to collagen and laminin. This will facilitate the degradation of the matrix by tetraspanin-associated matrix metalloproteinases. Right? That's right. Because of this, tumor-derived exosomal tetraspanin-enriched membrane microdomain helps create pathways for migrating tumor cells and sprouting endothelial cells. In addition to this, the release of matrix degradation products and matrix-encapsulated chemokines and cytokines will facilitate tumor cell and endothelial cell motility and premetastatic niche preparation. In the latter case, again, tetraspanin integrin complexes are responsible for target cell selection, but exosomal tetraspanin complexes, I think, may not substantially contribute to the regulation of target cells. After studying in recent weeks, we understand that tetraspanins become one of the most important parameters in cell-to-cell -cell communication via exosomes. Given the enormous functional potential of exosomes, it is urgent to explore the therapeutic potential of blocking excessive exosome activity through tetraspanins. All right. That's all for today. Thanks to Dr. Hofstadter for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time. Thank you, I hope we will see you next time.